Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 350. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security news, the Pentagon has ordered a review of U.S. information warfare operations being conducted via social media platforms. Twitter and Meta both identified networks of fake accounts connected to the U.S. military, and the DOD is asking all branches of the military to fully report their information warfare ops by next month. Some examples included the use of AI-generated faces and posing as fake media organizations. A leak of around 160,000 files from Russia's Internet Regulation Agency has revealed its extensive censorship and targeting of dissidents. It highlights a campaign to identify protest sentiments and de-anonymize and surveil prominent critics. The ducks were leaked in March, and the New York Times built software to index and search the documents, spreadsheets, videos, and presentations for individuals and topics of interest. Researchers have figured out how to read people's screens during Zoom, Meet, or WebEx calls by reading the reflections in participants' glasses. So they can evidently read text as small as 10 millimeters with 75% accuracy, and that's with just a 720p webcam. So I imagine it's way better with. NSA and CISA have issued guidance on how to secure OT and ICS infrastructure. Best practices include limiting exposure to system data identifying remote access points, restricting tools and scripts, conducting regular security audits, and implementing a dynamic network environment. I think I'm a fan of all of those except for dynamic network environment. Change is not necessarily good. Or I would say it might be worse for the company than it is for attackers. San Francisco police can now access the private security cameras belonging to residents as part of Quote, significant events with public safety concerns, end quote. Perhaps I should be more alarmed about this, but this is only possible with the permission of the camera owner. It's not like they're compelling people to grant access. Effectively, it's granting police more eyes in the city, and doing so with the explicit help of citizens seems like the best case scenario. I mean, it's not good that we need this, but it definitely is needed. A CIA doctor sent to Cuba to investigate Havana syndrome now has the disease himself, or the affliction, whatever you want to call it. Quote, because officials at the time suspect some kind of sonic attack, Andrews went into the bathroom and sat with headphones on for 45 minutes. The symptoms did not abate. And by 6 a.m. he had decided to pack up and leave the room. End quote. This is an absolutely crazy story. Evidently, he basically like couldn't walk. He couldn't think. He was forgetting things. He had this massive pain in his ear, massive headache. This thing is no joke. And Okta says credential stuffing accounts for 34% of all login attempts. Incidents, Australian telco Optus is dealing with a large breach of customer data, up to millions of accounts. 2K Games got hacked via its help desk platform, and the attackers created fake help desk tickets with embedded malicious links to attack customers. Lit Protocol 
raises $13 million to improve Web3 autonomy and interoperability. And Immunify raises $24 million to do bug bounty for Web3. But it's not super clear to me, however, why a separate platform would be needed to find Web3 bugs. There are plenty of Web3 bugs being submitted in BugCrowd and HackerOne and other platforms. But still, happy to see people enter the space and good luck to them. Jupiter One, know what you're defending. Perhaps the biggest problem in cybersecurity today is that companies don't have a good understanding of what they're defending. Too many organizations don't have basic lists of their assets, and even more have many disjointed lists that aren't unified into a single system. Jupiter One solves this step zero problem by collecting everything you own into a single system of record that includes DNS, cloud infrastructure, things listening on your perimeter, traditional servers and networks, endpoints, SaaS applications, and many other types of object. Finally, it links these together using graph-based technologies that allows you to ask complex attack surface questions like, show me all VMware-based systems owned by marketing that are associated with our crown jewels and that have something facing the internet. And you can start your free account at jupiter1.com slash unsupervised learning. Technology news. Meta is looking to reduce costs by at least 10%, which will come from staff reductions and other cuts. The changes involve cutting positions, reorganizing departments, and otherwise shaking things up to revitalize people working there. Google is doing something similar by having people apply for new jobs internally. Not sure the numbers on that, but this has been hinted at in multiple places from both companies and places like Apple as well. OpenAI released and open-sourced a multilingual speech recognition tool called Whisper. It enables robust transcription in multiple languages as well as translation from those languages into English. There's a project called Shasta that does podcast production using Adobe's AI-based speech editing tools. Super impressive, and I've got a link here to the demo video, which is awesome. But I can't wait until you can actually take your own voice as a reader and provide your own text, right? So you can basically edit, or you can just write an essay, for example, and then say, read this in my own voice. And I'm sure this is already possible because I saw a demo on this like two years ago, and I think it was an Adobe demo. So I know it's possible, but it's probably not available yet for obvious reasons. Apple is starting to make the iPhone 14 in India. They're looking at 5% of production in India by late 2022 and 25% by 2025. So happy to hear this. The faster everyone can get out of China, the better. NVIDIA is releasing the new RTX 4090 graphics card in October. The 4090 will be two to four times faster than the 3090, but it'll cost $1,599. And the 4080 is like the little brother, and it will be $899, and it'll come out in November. And as a bonus, crypto has crashed, so probably be able to actually buy these graphics cards. Spotify is now selling audiobooks. Not sure how they could pull me away from Amazon and Audible, but I'm happy that they're going to try. And the books will show up next to music and podcasts in the primary Spotify app. And you can now edit human faces with Dolly. OpenAI originally disallowed this due to concerns of misuse, but they put protections in place to mitigate that risk. Human news. Iran is experiencing significant unrest as the government tries to control human rights protests. 
they've started restricting access to Facebook, WhatsApp, and other social media as part of their strategy. UL stands with the people, and especially the women, of Iran. U.S. solar energy prices have dropped over 75% since 2010, and over half the generating capacity in the U.S. was installed in 2021. Overall, the U.S. added over 12.5 gigawatts, bringing the U.S. total to over 50 gigawatts, and that is led by Texas. The U.S.'s NTSB is recommending that all new vehicles sold in the U.S. be fitted with a blood alcohol monitoring system to stop people from driving while intoxicated. Around 12,000 people died in alcohol-related crashes in 2020, which was around 30% of U.S. traffic deaths. And Sweden just voted in a right-wing government, likely due to massive rises in immigrant violence in recent years. There's been over 500 bombings in the country since 2018. I had to check that for a typo, 500 bombings. With most being attributed to gang conflicts. And Italy also just nominated a right-wing person. It's their first female prime minister, and she's right-wing as well. Content ideas and analysis. Five things I'm still waiting for with the iPhone, Apple Watch, and AirPods. So these are the things I think are still missing from Apple's top personal products. I think they're almost there, but just a few things I'm holding out for. Well, I'm not holding out for. I get them every year, but I would love to see these things happen. And trapping employees with training paybacks. So there's a tactic that companies use to trap employees in jobs that they would otherwise quit. It's called a training repayment agreement provision. T-R-A-P. Trap? Come on. I'm not sure if that's an official name because uh, why would you name it that? Anyway, it reminds me of check cashing scams and similar shenanigans. It's legal because business owners who profit from this kind of stuff know the right lawmakers and lobbyists. And it's eerily similar to indentured servitude. And it's just super gross. Notes. It was great seeing everyone at book club yesterday. And I want to thank the UL community for being so beautifully kind about my recent loss. You all are truly special. And thank you. And a pretty big announcement today. I'm officially transitioning to working for myself, doing unsupervised learning. So that's not just the show, but the umbrella property for my security consulting, the products I'm building, various other endeavors. I'll be sharing a lot more soon. And if your company needs any help building their security program or reprioritizing efforts given budget constraints, do let me know. I'll be helping uh, my current team at work transition until October 31st and will be 100% dedicated to UL thereafter. And I'm sitting on a treasure of plans to share with you all about this and just so many other things. I got seven really exciting pieces of content that I'm currently working on and a list of like nine books that I've read in the last 45 days. So a lot more to come in future episodes here. And if you thought UL was good before, just know it's been like a four to a six in terms of my own standard of where this show should be and like just what I'm producing overall. And that's for good reason. I had a full-time job, right? Well, it's time to take that thing to a 14 and I'm just, I, I couldn't be more excited about this. And just a, just slightly um, related to the personal thing that happened last week, the day that I put in my notice, 
was last Tuesday was when my mom fell and broke her hip and actually led to the, the whole decline that led to her dying on Saturday. And, um, I had told her that I had told some people at work, so it was sort of in motion, but I really wish I could have told her that it was finally done because I, I didn't get a chance to talk to her that night, but I am happy it's moving forward and she would be very happy to see this moving forward. She's wanted it to happen for a long time. So, and, uh, discovery VARC VARC forensics, 97 stars. VARC collects a snapshot of volatile data from a system, tells you what is happening on a system and is of particular use when investigating a security incident. It creates a zip file, which contains a number of different pieces of data to understand what's happening on that particular host. And it's by Cato Security. How to secure against forced browsing under recon. Eliminate an entire vulnerability class from your web server in less than an hour. That's pretty ambitious there, Joseph. This is by uh, my buddy, Joseph Thacker, also known as Res Zero. And you could follow him on Twitter. Fierce Nerds, an essay by Paul Graham. Neil Stephenson didn't just invent the word metaverse. He also has a metaverse startup called Lamina One, and they just released a paper on how to build it. Quote, can't keep paying $120,000 a year for 1,000 active users on Slack when Discord is free. End quote. This is a huge problem for the UL community as well. We're exploring our options, actually, because it's so incredibly expensive to have a paid Slack plan. The CIA has a new podcast called The Langley Files. What I've Learned from Users, another essay by Paul Graham. The Creator Economy of Power Law. Someone built a database of successful companies. Really cool. Love this thing. Quote, I love to be alone, but this loneliness is killing me. End quote. This is a story from Hacker News. An argument that there's no such thing as a software supply chain because money doesn't change hands during an NPM install. And Hacker Cats, a collection of AI-generated Hacker Cats by Joseph Thacker. And the recommendation of the week, ask yourself a question and be super honest with yourself. What would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if you weren't afraid? And the aphorism for the week related to that, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Jack Canfield. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.